0: And so, before we go any further, I say bless the Lord. Yeah. Amen. It's been so good to be in the Lord's house this morning. Exodus chapter number 17 and verse number 1. Exodus chapter number 7 and verse number 1. If you're there, say amen. The Word of God said, And all the congregation of the children of Israel journeyed from the wilderness of sin... After their journeys according to the commandment of the Lord and pitched in Rephidim, there was no water for the people to drink. Wherefore the people did chide with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said unto them, Why chide ye with me? Wherefore do ye tempt the Lord? The people thirsted there for water. And the people murmured against Moses and said Wherefore is this that thou hast brought us up out of Egypt to kill us And our children and our cattle with thirst And Moses cried unto the Lord saying What shall I do unto this people They be almost ready to stone me The Lord said unto Moses Go on before the people and take With thee of the elders of Israel. And thy rod wherewith thou smotest the river. Take in thine hand and go. Behold I will stand before thee. There upon the rock in Horeb. And thou shalt smite the rock. And there shall come water out of it. That the people may drink. Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. And he called the name of the place. Masa and Meribah because of the chiding of the children of Israel and because they tempted the Lord saying is the Lord among us or not I want to go back quickly to verse number 4 the Bible said and Moses cried unto the Lord saying what shall I do unto this people they be almost ready to stone me If I could for a little while this morning, I want to preach on this thought. It's been a series, and uh, unless the Lord continues to do something, this will probably conclude the series. But I want to preach this morning on this thought, what to do when you're in danger of being stoned. What to do when you are in danger. In other words, when everybody's got their their hands full of stones... They're fixing to throw them at you. How are you going to respond to that? What are you supposed to do? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we love you. We thank you, dear Lord, for the good time that we have already had. Now, Lord, here I am, and I am, God, I am absolutely incapable of doing what you want done here this morning. But, God, this one thing I know, that the same God that has called me, Save me and placed me as the same one this morning, Lord. It's you that changes not. God, I pray, Lord, that just as you have many, many times before. God, that you would move and breathe. And God, that you would speak to me and through me. I pray, dear God, Lord, that we would listen with attentive hearts and attentive ears. I pray, God, Lord, that we'd hold on to every word that you have to say to us here today. God, we're facing some stonings ahead of us. God, we need to be Christians. We need to do the right thing. We need God to bring honor and glory to your name despite what others do around us, towards us, concerning us. Help us, dear God, Lord, to reveal these truths that you have revealed to me. And I'll forever thank you. In Jesus' name I do ask and pray. And all the Lord's people said, Amen and Amen. You may be seated this morning. Briefly, if I could this morning, by way of introduction, I want to remind you what has taken place. We understand, going back to Exodus chapter number 14, within our series, we preached on what to do when you're at a standstill. The Bible said that God sends the stuttering preacher up to Pharaoh. He said, you're going to go up there to Pharaoh and you're going to take those people, my people, the children of Israel, and you're going to... Walk them right out of Egypt where they've been in bondage for over 400 years. And when you walk them out, I want you to go down to a little place between Middol and the Red Sea. And it was there that God told Moses to set up camp Well, We know the story. What happened? Well, the Bible said that Pharaoh and the Egyptians got to looking around and they seen the children of Israel had escaped over 400 years worth of bondage. And so they pursue after them. And sure enough, they find them there and they have nowhere to go. The children of Israel were at a standstill. They were at a stopping place. They were trapped, if you will. The Bible said in front of them was nothing but the Red Sea or the water and to the left of them and to the right of them was nothing but the wilderness and behind them was Egypt the the picture of the world so they had the water the wilderness or the world to go to but ain't you good ain't it good and ain't it a blessing this morning to know that God just as he had for them has for us made a way of escape by parting the Red Sea and they walked through on dry land chapter number 15 the Bible said they go and they crossed the Red Sea the, the waves crashed down upon Pharaoh and the Egyptian armies and uh, the Bible said for the first time they sang and uh, where the law first mentioned the first time they danced in chapter number 15 and uh, they rejoiced over God uh, uh, taking down the horse and his rider and uh, they begin to shout but just like life they go from one mountain top right back down into another Valley. They go from being at a standstill in chapter number 14 to a place called Mara in chapter number 15 and that's where we preached on what to do when you become stagnant. The Bible said everywhere they looked was nothing but a mosquito breeding ground. Everything was stagnant. Everything was sour. Everything was uh, poisonous and dangerous and there was nothing for them to drink but the man of God the Bible said fell on his face and God showed him a tree sounds pretty good to me and the Bible said in that tree uh, when it went forth into those bitter waters they were made sweet and they drank of those waters and boy they were rejoicing evermore and godly them from Mara to a place called Elah, which was the place of strong trees. The Bible said at the end of chapter number 15 that there were 12 wells of water. And the Bible said that in chapter number 15 uh, that there were three score and ten palm trees. And it was a place where little things uh, uh, came together and there was strength to be found in the Lord. They went from a place uh, of stagnancy to strength that uh, What should you do when you become stagnant? Well, then we made our way to chapter number 16, where the Bible once again leads us through the journey of the children of Israel as they have left Egypt in pursuit of Canaan's fair land. And the Bible said that they come to a place called the wilderness of sin. And boy, what a story that we read about in chapter number 16. What do you do when you... You get in the wilderness of sin and God once again meets their need uh, my friend they were hungry in chapter 16 and they had nothing to eat but our lovely Lord uh, from the portals of glory brought bread in the morning uh, and flesh in the evening and he made the impossible possible and he proved himself how many times now or and or and or but once again here we are in chapter number 17, and just like the children of Israel have done time and time and time again, here they are now. The Bible said now after they've got a good heavenly feast, guess what? They're thirsty again. And chapter number 17, the Bible said in verse 2, the people did chide with Moses and said, give us water that we may drink. And Moses said unto them, why chide ye with me? Wherefore? do you tempt the Lord? You would have thought that by now they would realize all of these problems is out of the hands of Moses. Moses cannot provide them water. In chapter 15 he can't provide them water in chapter 17. Moses couldn't give them a T-bone steak and a butter roll in chapter number 16 and he can't give them water in chapter 17. Moses couldn't make them walk on water or find a secret path or a secret tunnel from the uh, the encampment of Egypt and Pharaoh. Uh, it was out of his hand but in chapter 14 and in chapter 15 and in chapter 16 what did God do? Uh, in spite of the people, God made a way. Now listen, before we point our finger and look down our nose too much at them, I just want to remind y'all that we, we just as guilty, uh, my friend, we're just as guilty of doubting God. He's met every need we've ever had. Uh, but my friends seem like every time uh, That something else arises Or something else uh, That pops up in our life uh, Another bad bill of health Or another financial crisis Or another bump in our marriage Or another another Detour with our children That uh, we throw our hands up And that uh, we say oh what are we going to do uh, God you brought me this far But I'm going to die now But how many of y'all know uh, uh, Just like God provided In chapter Chapter 14, 15, 16, and 17. Hey, glory to God, He's still providing today. My friend, hey, David said that he never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. I can promise you one thing the economy may go down tonight it's already got a good start help me somebody everything may collapse overnight ever grocery store may be emptied ever bank account may be emptied ever 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 project house or government assistance may run dry but thank god I'm serving a god this evening and this morning he can feed the children of Israel I mean what I'm preaching this morning I've got faith that God can feed me and my family I'm telling you glory to God I've got enough faith I believe I can go out and sit in a tree and God send a deer by me are you listening I believe I can take a hook and throw it in the water and God give me a fish to eat on I'm telling you but if God didn't do none of that he's more than able to provide to, and meet our needs, and they ought to be thanking God for all he's done, but instead they start picking up stones. Now, I want you to think about something who has God used to meet every one of their needs They wouldn't none of them called on God and seen a tree. Fall in the water and made the bitter waters of Mara sweet. They, they wasn't none of them that got a direction from the Lord when they were at a standstill, and God said and gave the details, and God told them that uh, that to stretch the rod out, and He'd part the rest, Ain't none of them had the rod of God. Are you listening, my friend? Ain't none of them prayed, and uh, man, a man of heaven fell bread fell down from heaven and flesh uh, bread in the morning, flesh in the evening. Ain't none of them had the uh, had the spirituality or the relationship. With God to do that Uh, And here they are in chapter number 17 I would dare say Listen now, I would dare say Brother Deke, uh, uh, that Moses Has been and is their Lifeline uh, to God Amen, Uh, in this Old Testament God used Moses uh, Over and over and over And over again To provide for these people To protect these people Uh, My friend, uh, uh, to be there For these people, to lead these people to love these people to be loyal to these people are y'all picking up what I'm throwing down I mean Moses has been uh, top shelf in my opinion uh, on the scale of Christianity they don't get no better I done slapped the taste out of these people's mouth the very moment they started blaming me for things I could not control guess what when they were thirsty Moses was thirsty when they were hungry Moses was hungry when they were trapped by the Red Sea, Moses was trapped by the Red Sea. But God had one man amongst the millions of the children of Israel, those Jews. My friend, just like Noah found grace in the eyes of God, Moses, in this journey from Egypt to Canaan, has too found grace. In the eyes of God. And the very one that's loved them. Been loyal to them. Been a friend to them. Is the one they want to stone. Now listen to me. This is the man that's led them through the Red Sea on dry ground. This is the man that has taken them and their generations to come. Out of... Egyptian, 430 years of Egyptian bondage. I need y'all to stay with me. I've only been preaching 15 minutes. This is the man, Brother Chris, I can show you, that has prayed for them when they've cussed him. He's prayed on behalf of the people when they're blaming him and cussing him. This is the man that has allowed them to experience the presence and the power of God. Listen, like they have never seen before. I promise you one thing, they never seen T-bone steaks and rolls fall out of there in Egypt. They never seen the Red Sea part in Egypt. Amen. They they never watched the fountains of heaven open up from a rock in Egypt. Moses has been the man. This man, Moses, has been nothing but a blessing. He's been nothing but a help, an encouragement, a leader, and a fellow laborer. Listen, he, it ain't like Moses had an air-conditioned tent that he popped up, loaded down with sweet tea and, and little Debbie cakes and ribeyes and a salad and sweet potato. I'm, I'm hungry. Amen. Glory to God. And apple butter. Moses did, he suffered just like they suffered. Right? Yeah, Y'all follow me, ain't you? Yes, just give me a few minutes. I ain't got but just a few points. My introduction's always longer than my points. In other words, nobody has ever been so loving and so loyal to these people as Moses had been. Right. And here they are. Get this in your mind, church. Lined up shoulder to shoulder both hands full of stones. They want to stone this man. Can I ask you a question? Does anybody know kind of, maybe not on the extreme level, but does anybody know kind of what this feels like? Well, I know there's more than one. People you've loved and helped been loyal to, provided for. Can I get a witness today? Don't be ashamed to say amen. People you've prayed for when nobody else would. People that you've extended a hand of fellowship to. When nobody else was willing to. People, my friend, that you have shed tears and blood and sweat over. People that you have been loyal to despite the way they treated you and talked about you. People that you've been kind to. People you did not say things to when you wanted to because God wouldn't let you. Anybody know what that's like? Just to see them rise up. And grab a handful of stones. They ain't ain't looking to throw them at the devil. They ain't looking to throw them at the the town drunk. They want to throw them at you. Now boys. Girls. Ladies and gentlemen. If you've never been there, it's coming. And it's a hard thing to go through. God has given me, and boy, He's had to give to me. This is right on time, boys, I'm telling you. See, I'm living here a little bit right now. (laughs) Well, isn't it amazing how it's always those that you show the most love to? that grab a handful of stones. Yeah. Right. The ones you sacrifice for. Yeah. Yeah. The ones you put things off that you need to do in order to do what they need done. Right. Yeah. The ones that act like a fool to you but you're just always a friend to them. Right. And they want to pick up stones. Yeah. Now I'm going to tell you what your flesh wants to do. Pick up some stones yourself. See which one of us we're going to have a draw here. See which one can hit the other the quickest. That's what your flesh wants to do but that's not what Jesus wants us to do. Amen. Can I say if you've ever been where I'm talking about you know that this kind of hurt is the worst kind of hurt. Is everybody okay? Yes, sir. We've shouted and ran today Let's let, me get, let me feed you. This kind of hurt is the worst kind of hurt. There's men that I love to this day. I don't know if they love me or not, but I love them. How many of y'all love people you wish you could quit loving? Don't seem fair that you love them. They've done you the way they have, but you still love them. You know what's amazing? A mother and a father can take a little child and beat his eyes shut. They put drugs through his body. They can drag him around, treat him like an animal, pawn him off on everybody, every church, every family member, run and live their life, see them once or twice a month. But you say something bad about their mom or daddy and see what happens. They love them. They can't help it. They They ain't done them right but they love them. Anybody got people like that in your life? Yeah, They've treated you like garbage, but you love them. Yeah, but how many of y'all know you can do the wrong thing even to those you love? Yeah, so what are we going to do when we're in danger of being stoned? When the very ones that we have loved are standing before us fixing to take us down? What are we going to do? How should we respond to such betrayal And heartbreak Is there a Biblical recipe For this level of Brutal retaliation May I say The answer is yes To this evening This morning Yes there is a way that you And I can and should Respond to those Who want to throw stones So if the Lord Will help me Just for a few minutes. I've only been preaching 22 minutes. I'm going to look at our text give you five little thoughts. On what to do when you're in danger of being stoned. Are you ready? First of all, what to do when you're in danger of being stoned. When you're in danger of being stoned. Number one, you must stay faithful to your place. Look in verse number one. I'm going to show you what I mean. Chapter 17 of Exodus, verse number 1. And all the congregation of the children of Israel journeyed from the wilderness of sin after their journeys according to the commandment of the Lord and pitched in Rephidim. Now, you need to understand a few things quickly. Number one, this place called Rephidim literally means rest, or to stay, or to stay put in rest. That's what the word Rephidim means. In other words, it's a place that God has put them, and Placed them and drove their stakes in the ground momentarily uh, for a place to rest along uh, their journey. May I say uh, uh, this morning when those that you love and those you've been loyal to Those you have sacrificed for Prayed for In some cases preached to I mean I'm going to tell you something It's hard uh, as a pastor I'm a, I'm, a be, I'm just going to be honest with you this morning It's hard uh, to see people pick up a handful of stones And uh, want to take you down And turn, turn their back on you When you've stood at their bedside In the wee hours of the morning When you've preached over their loved ones uh, When you've visited people you didn't even know in the hospital because they wanted you to go uh, when you've been up late night uh, uh, either texting or on the phone uh, trying to supply uh, their beckoning call. I mean, it gets hard, uh, my friend, when you pour your life into somebody, and then just one little thing sets them off, and it's it's out of our control, anyhow, and they point the finger at you and they get so bitter and mad at you that they pick up the stones and you're in danger of being stoned by the ones you love. It's hard to live, but it's right. What do we do, preacher? You just stay faithful uh, to the place that God has put you wherever that may be. My place uh, is the pulpit of the Stillwater Baptist Church. Uh, uh, Each of you's got a place on the pew in the the place uh, of Stillwater Baptist Church. Uh, Hey, listen, I've I've known many people that's been hurt by others uh, that they loved and they left their place. When you leave your place, let me tell you what you're leaving. Any hope and any inkling and any little just moment of hope to find rest. Amen, right. If you leave your place, when those you love is fixing stone you, you ain't going to get no comfort out there. Right. Right. Rephidim yeah. is the place of rest. And it literally means stay put. Yeah. Y- y'all y'all, follow me up and look this up just like I do. It means to stay put in a position or a place of rest. Can I say God places Moses and the children of Israel in Rephidim. That was God's doing. And as long listen, and listen to me. As long as you're what God told you to do and you're in the place God placed you it don't matter what kind of retaliation comes who picks up a handful of stones God will honor your faithfulness to your place yeah, by the way not only is Rephidim a place of rest but we've already read the end of the passage it was also the place of a rock yeah yeah Not just any rock, just so happened to be the one on which God was going to stand. He said that I'll be standing on the rock in Horeb when you get there. can I say, listen to me, ain't it good to know that God will not only provide you a place of rest, but friend, uh, uh, the reason we have rest is because this place, uh, uh, my friend, is founded and built uh, upon the solid rock uh, of which the waters of life freely flow. Uh, Hey, how many of y'all came in here and the stream has flowed out of the rock? uh, some of y'all was lost before you showed up At Rephidim But God brought life to you Some of y'all was on the verge of divorce Before you showed up at Rephidim But glory to God The water spigot from heaven Was turned on right here Hey, stay faithful To your place yeah. Yes sir Now say the Bible still says In Psalms 4:4, Stand in awe and sin not Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still, Selah. Psalms 37, 7 said, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently. How many of y'all are, just be honest. Okay, nobody's going to look down on you. How many of y'all right now, it may not be somebody throwing stones. It may be somebody that's ripped your heart out. It may just be somebody that's betrayed you. It may be something personal and intimate that nobody knows about. But how many of you all this week have just kind of felt restless? Come on. I'm about you can't go to bed at night. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about life. You're restless. In other words, there's something moving you in a negative way. You're restless. What do we do? Listen to me. Everybody raise your hand. Listen. Psalms 37.7 Rest in the Lord. Now listen. Listen. Right here. This is, the, this is the key ingredient. That sounds good, Deacon. Rest in the Lord. We'll all high five and, and, and bump Pepsi's here in a minute. Rest in the Lord. Oh, that's it. We're dying. Settle. No, 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 no. Give me just a little bit on this lapel. Listen, are you listening? This is King James Bible. Psalms 37 7. Rest in the Lord and. Do I got everybody's attention? Amen. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Amen. And listen, fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way. Isn't it amazing how every time we look at people who's doing the absolute wrong thing, it looks like they're just flourishing. Yeah, man. Ain't nothing happening to them. They're just Cadillac and all oh, something's happening. Yeah. But listen, fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. You know what the Bible said? Rest in the Lord. What do you got to do in order to rest in the Lord? Wait patiently for Him. Listen to me. You got to get a hold of this. I know I'm slowing down pastoral preach. That's good. It's a blessing. I'm glad to be doing it. Rest in the Lord. Pause. How do we do that? Wait patiently. Listen, listen, listen. Wait patiently not for your situation to change. Wait patiently not for whoever you're waiting to change to change. No, 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 no. Wait patiently for the Lord what are we waiting on so and so to get right wrong it's not what you're waiting on (laughs) I'm about to throw my shoes at somebody because it's helping me we're waiting on so and so to repent come back to church nope we're waiting on the Lord because so and so can't repent come back to church Amen. amen amen I'm heartbroken so-and-so cut my guts out I'm just waiting on an apology <laughs> wrong oh, man. Wait on the Lord oh, because so-and-so ain't gonna give you an apology until the Lord makes a visit. Right. Amen, amen, amen I'm enjoying my own preaching I'm getting help from my own preaching What do we do when we're in danger of being stoned? Just be faithful to your place Rest in the Lord Wait patiently on the Lord this morning And fret not thyself How many of y'all Are facing something that is teetotally out of your hands? Come on somebody, I ain't the only one. Raise your hand. You've got problems right now you can't fix in your home, in your mind, in your marriage, in your children, your finances, whatever. I got some things I need really like needed done like yesterday. But I can't do them. So you know what the Bible just told me to do? Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way. Because of the man who wit- bringeth wicked devices to pass. Can I tell you about one that's bringing wicked devices to pass? His name's Lucifer. Yeah. Can I tell you what the Bible just told us? Don't fret over the devil. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. He's big and bad and tough. I'm, I, I, I agree. He's bigger than me, yeah. he's better than me. Hello. But he ain't bigger or better than the one that lives inside of me. And isn't it just like God when there seemed to be no way in the life of the children of Israel? It looked like Pharaoh, a titan, a picture of the devil, was fixing to absolutely devour Moses and the children of Israel. But God made a way at the very last second, and they never seen it coming. Don't give up hope this morning. Just rest in the Lord. My friend, wait patiently for Him. And don't worry yourself about things you cannot change. Stay faithful to your place. Number two, what do you do when you're in danger of being stoned? Number one, we said, (laughs) excuse me, you must stay faithful. Faithful to your place. Number two, listen right here. Y'all need to hear this. Stop taking it personal. What do we do when we're in danger of being stoned? Stay faithful to your place. Number two, stop taking it personal. Look at verse two. Wherefore the people did chide. Means to bicker, means to rebuke, it means to accuse, it means to nag and gripe wherefore the people did chide with Moses and give us water that we may drink and Moses said unto them look here now why chide ye with me wherefore do ye tempt the Lord Moses throughout this journey from Egypt to Canaan has learned a few things you know what he said I ain't fixing to make this about me They're griping, bickering, cussing, blaming, tearing him all to shreds with rocks in their hands. And Moses, in the power of God and a humble heart, looks at him and says, Why are you on time with me? This ain't about me. Notice what he said in verse 2. He said, Wherefore do ye tempt the Lord? Can I say that Moses has just now done the right thing because he'd been there before. Now, side note, pay attention here. It's usually the same ones that like to pick up stones. It's usually the same ones to pick up stones they are the ones that do it over and over and over again. Yeah. Moses has dealt with this problem before because in chapter 14 they murmured and complained against Moses chapter 15 they murmured and complained against Moses chapter 16 they murmured and complained against Moses and chapter 17 it's the same song same dance new day Moses said look people. I'm not going to kill myself, worry myself, fret myself, drive myself mad and crazy over things I can't change. You ain't hurting me. You're tempting God. I Can I say those who are tearing your heart up this morning, stop hating the That's yeah, Because in reality, you're hurting, but they're not hurting you. You'll, you'll pick that up about three o'clock in the morning. The Holy Ghost will slack you and wake you that. People that are hurting you, they hurt you, but they're not hurting you. Right? You ready? I'm hurt this morning. A little bit. By some people that I love. But really, I'm not I'm not the one hurting. Right. Yeah. Preachers that run preachers down, it hurts preachers. I'm going to tell you who gets hurt worse than anybody. Amen. right. Bye bye bye. Because he's the same one that called those yeah. that they're talking about. Amen. Somebody called them and healed by it. Amen. How many of y'all have ever been, and I hate to even ask this question, it's scary. How many of y'all's ever been ran down by somebody in the church? Yeah, it Man, yeah. That hurts, don't you John. Let me tell you something. Stop taking it personal. Right. Bye. They've done a whole lot more damage to him than they did to you. Yeah. There's damage being done this morning, my poor mom was sitting there for heartbreak. There's damage being done to you, but it's not to you. Stop right. taking it personal, man. It's to him. Right. Wait a minute, brother Caleb. I wish I could tell you that since you alls doing right and serving the Lord and God's blessed your family, that it's just going to be an uphill. People's coming after y'all. Yes, yeah. to tell you wrong. that. Yeah. They're waiting for you to mess up, right. Yeah, man. Right. Right. They're waiting for you to. They're waiting for you to mess up. And they're going to get down and grab as many stones as they can. And it ain't going to be strangers. Man, I am. People you love the most is going to say this to you, and it's going to hurt. I thought you was a preacher. Yeah, right? Yeah. You know how many times I've heard that since I was 19? I thought You're supposed to be a preacher. That one cuts. Yeah. Because I am one. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Ain't no supposed to be. Yeah. That hurts me. Yeah. But you know who it hurts worse? Yeah. The one that caught me. Yeah. You know what they're doing when they say things like that?
1: They're not hurting me, they're tempting God. Yeah. Oh!
0: Yeah. 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 What do we do? when we're in danger yeah. of being stoned stopped taking it personal. Bye, but I am. Moses did not take the weight the blame and let it drive him to his death. He looked them square in their eyeballs flat-footed and said, why are you chiding with me when it's nothing to do with me? You're tempting God. Listen to me. I know it hurts when people you love picks up rocks. I know it hurts when people you love do things to hurt you and cut you and rip your heart out. I know it hurts when people lie on you that you love. I know it hurts when people steal from you that you love. I know it hurts when you're used and abused by people that you love, but I've came to tell you: stop taking it personal. Amen. God has a record book. Yes, sir. The Bible says that we're going to be judged according to our works. Notice this: whether they be good or bad. Yes, sir. So and so may get up, and preach a good sermon, and God jots that down. But as soon as they go eat lunch and they start running down half the church, he jots that down too. Yeah. And when word gets back to you that your name was on his list at lunch, don't take it personal because listen to me, God knows you was on the list too and God will bring it up one day. Listen, people's hurting you. They're ripping your heart out. Don't take it personal. Realize that more than they're hurting you. Can I tell you where your heart ought to be this morning? It should not be sorrowing that you're hurting it should be sorrowing that he's hurting Amen, man. Amen. should be sorrowing that people we love is hurting him should be sorrowful that things we do is hurting him yeah. my 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 Moses says in other words says you all can say what you want about me but this is where God has placed me this is where God has provided for me and you You're not hurting me. You're tempting God. Anytime God places you somewhere and has something special in store for you, listen to me, people will turn on you and pick up stones. We cannot take it personal. Thirdly, very simple, practical, but this stuff will help you. What do you do when you're in danger of being stoned? Stay faithful to your place. Stop taking it personal. Number three, right here, y'all need to get this. You must stay silent to the negative publicity. Miami. you must stay silent to all their negative publicity. Look, look with me in verse two again. Moses said unto them, "Why charge you with me? Wherefore do you tempt the Lord?" And the people thirsted there for water. And the people murmured against Moses and said, Wherefore is this that thou hast brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? Can anybody show me between verse 3 and 4? Moses says one word back. Does he even respond to them? You know what you're going to have to learn how to do? When people you love, those you've provided for, cared for, raised up, nurtured, whatever you want to say. Got a whole load full of stones in both hands and they're fixing to throw them at you. You're going to have to learn how to stay silent to the negative publicity. Can I say the children of Israel are loud and proud about Moses being the worst preacher they've ever known. Now, I want to remind you, this is not just the greatest preacher they've ever known. It's the only preacher they've ever known. Hello, this is the one that brought them from death unto life. Well, I've got songbirds singing in my heart. I know what it's like to take the hand of people and watch them cross out of Egypt and head towards Canaan. I know what that feels like. And I also know what it feels like for the same ones that I've led, not because I'm nothing, but God sent me to Egypt to lead them out and let them uh, find the path that leads to Canaan. I also know what it's like for them to drop hands with me and pick up stones to throw at me. It hurts. How many of y'all have invested time in people? To lead them away from the world and all they want to do is go back to the world. What did they want to do in chapter fourteen? We'd have been better off die in Egypt. What did they want to do in chapter fifteen? We'd have been better off to thirst to death and die in Egypt. What did they want to do in chapter number sixteen? We'd have been better off to starve to death and die in Egypt. What are they doing in chapter number 17? We've been better off just to die in Egypt. Did you bring us out here to let us die in the wilderness? We'd have been better off to die. I mean Moses has spent his entire life in this pursuit of this mission that God had given them to bring them out of the world and the only thing they want to do is go back. And on their way back to Egypt they want to grab stones and tear down the one that led them out. What did Moses do about all the noise? So-and-so's lying all over town about me. I just feel like I ought to get on Facebook and set it straight. Mm -mm. Nope. You can't do that. Because you know what you're going to do? You're going to stir the nest. And you're going to end up looking stupider than they even made you out to be you're going to really look like everything they said plus some. I'm just going to state the facts. God knows the facts. Are you all listening to me? I know this is hard living, but it's right. Moses don't even respond to these people. He don't try to defend himself. He don't even let them know. He's feeling the pressure. Can I say, when you run into so-and-so at Walmart that hates your guts, quit crumbling. Man, man. That's right, right. I'm not saying be an arrogant jerk, right. but stop folding up and twitching. Yeah. Y'all know what it's like we headed down on I-5 and here they come around the corner, you're pushing them up and you're going them up. Your heart starts... Thumping, you can't breathe. Quit doing that. You wanna know why you get that way? Because everything they ever said is in your mind. You're thinking that ain't true. That ain't right. I'll just tell them. I'll show them. let go Let it go. Yeah. Just push your buddy. Hello, brother. Hello, sister. How y'all doing? Can I tell you that the lies they're telling on you, they know their lies. Right. And when you go in twitch mode, then they start believing their lies. When you start trying to defend yourself and getting tore out, then they start believing their own lies they've told about you. Right. Right. But when you pass by them with a clear heart and a clear conscience, you say, Hello, buddy. How are you? They're thinking, (laughs) who do you think he is? Yeah. Then they got to go home and sit and ponder. I wonder how he can speak to me because I wasn't going to speak to him. Yeah. Yep. Brother, I've invested my life in this one. So, brother, I've I've done this. I've done this. I've provided. I've done it. And they got stones, and all they do is making false accusations. I've had some pretty nasty things said about me, but nothing this bad. You know what they're spreading all over town about Moses? He's a premeditated serial killer. Yeah. Y'all read your Bible. He's they, they're literally accusing him. We know what you're up to. You brought us out of Egypt, bring us out here in the wilderness, and kill us all. Yep. Now That's a pretty bad false accusation. Right. Does Moses start defending himself? Let me ask you something. Are y'all still with me? We're about done. Can I ask you something? Did you find one time where Moses brought up that he took that rod and parted the Red Sea? No, Not only does he not respond to them and he silences what they have to say, he silences his own self in his own defense. If I got a stick that parts the ocean... I'll, I'm not that thing on top of my truck. And every blessed fire creek I come to, I'm dipping out, getting out of the truck. What? get back in it. Let's watch Amen. <laughs> hey I'm going to every every boat ramp, stepping out, bam, watching the water come up. And not Moses, just an old raggedy stick. Right. It's called the rod, the rod, the rod, the rod. The rod. But we'll fix it later on. It's, it, it goes from the rod to the rod of God. Yeah. Yep. By the way, what you have that may seem, in, seem insignificant even to you and everybody else, when God's using that thing, it's powerful. Amen. 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 So I got like, a little old stick. If the power of God's on, it keep running in there. Right? Yeah. Amen. Good. Stay silent to the negative pressure and uh, publicity. You've got to listen. You've got to learn to turn the volume of your skeptics down. Right. He remains silent and steadfast in the task that God had dealt him. And i give you a few verses quickly. We're moving. We're hurrying along. Proverbs 17, 28, Even a fool, even a fool, when he holdeth his peace, is counted wise. He that shutteth his lips is esteemed a man of understanding. Proverbs 11 12. He that is void of wisdom despiseth his neighbor, but a man of understanding holdeth his peace. James 1 19, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Proverbs 29 11. A fool uttereth all his mind. I know some Baptists need to hear that right there. Everybody listen. Proverbs 29, 11 said, A fool uttereth all his mind, but a wise man keepeth it in till afterwards. I just go, I just, I preach, I'm telling you, I'm just gonna, they ask me, I'm just going to tell them what's on my mind. According to the Bible, you're a fool. You know what's got me in most of my trouble in the ministry? My mouth speaking what's on my mind. You know what people have thought about me when my mouth has regurgitated what's on my mind? They thought, that man's a fool. Some of y'all have thought, that was foolish. And it was. You know what I've thought about some of y'all? That was foolish. And it was. We're all fools when we utter through our mouth what's on our mind. Proverbs 13, 3. He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life. But he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. Fourthly, I'm hurrying. I've got nine minutes. We're stopping in nine minutes. When you're in danger of being stoned, number four, you must supplicate and pray. Look at verse 4. And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, What shall I do unto this people? They be almost ready to stone me. Notice a few things about this prayer. Number one, Moses' prayer was a direct prayer. The Bible said Moses cried unto the Lord. Can I tell you one who, who is willing to listen to what's on your mind? I need somebody to help me today. You ain't supposed to tell everybody in the church what's on your mind, but you tell him he's a good secret keeper. It's a direct prayer. It's to the Lord, not to everybody else. It's to the Lord. Number two, it's a desperate prayer. He said, what shall I do unto this people? In other words, God, I can't, has anybody been here? I can't deal with these people no more. Thirdly, it's a dying prayer. They be almost ready to stone me. Any of y'all ever had to pray a dying prayer to God? What do you mean, preacher? I mean... God I can't take no more of this I'm dying Moses is saying what could have been in his mind his last prayer they fixing to stone me it's a dying prayer may I say Moses knew if God did not intervene something was fixing to break I think it's safe to say as soon as the first stone was picked up Moses died inside y'all with me ain't you they never threw one but as soon as they started to gather them, yep. it killed that man. Because he had invested his life in these people. Right. He invested his time, his talent. He had invested in everything, his weaknesses, his strengths. Don't you think it was a little embarrassing? Moses tried everywhere in the world to get out and go and deal with Pharaoh. But don't you remember all the excuses he made? Yeah. And the biggest one was I'm a slow tongue. Yeah. He had a stutter. Do you think that that bothered his flesh, son? Yeah. Hello. Amen. Amen. Brother Carlos and Laurel know exactly who I'm talking about. We went to church with an old boy that had a stutter, brother, but it didn't slow him down, neighbor. Not one ounce. Yeah. He'd come up and say, "Brother Josh, how are you doing today?" With a smile on his face. Preacher, get up. alright, we fix them. Bread, before we go, before we go. I just want to say something. Yeah. Now, if he let that thing devour him, it would have. You've got things about you that you don't like. Right. Yep. Weaknesses. Did you know God can take even the weak things and get glory out of them? Amen. Amen. Never forget it was a Wednesday night prayer meeting. This this stuttering preacher that I'm telling you about, the pastor was teaching on something I I can't even remember. And uh, anyways, the, the fellow stood up. And he said, uh, "Brother Mike, before we go, I just I just want to say one one, one thing about, about about that." He said, "Go ahead, brother." He said, "Yeah, I, I just i was just thinking." He's talking about he's talking about uh, Mary Magdalene. Said. Uh, you just talked about her and how she, she cried and anointed the Lord and washed his feet. And he said, I, I, I just want to say something. She 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 let down her glory for his, for his glory. Yeah. Yes, sir. Right. She let down her hair. The Bible said a woman's hair is her glory. Right. And the whole place just went, whoa. Yeah, amen. Yeah. He was goofy as a football man. Yeah. He'd walk up to you. God's my witness. He'd say, Hey! Am I lying, y'all? God is my witness. He said, give, 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 give me five. Hey! me He looked grown men. Brother. Those visitors are coming in. How are you? We're going to have to check Hey! But, but he's God. Hey. God loves him, so he loves us. Yeah. Right. I'm hurrying. What do we do with me? The angel being stoned, lastly, right here, four minutes. You must submit to the plan. What's the plan? Quickly, look with me. Verse 5. The Bible said, the Lord said unto Moses, Go on before the people, take with thee the elders of Israel, and thy rod wherewith thou smotest the river, take thy hand and go. Behold, I will stand before thee there upon a rock in Horeb. Thou shalt smite the rock, and there shall come water out of it that the people may drink. And Moses did so on the side of the elders of Israel. Quickly, and I'm done. Submit to the plan. What do you do when you're in danger of being stoned? Submit to the plan. What is the plan? The plan number one was for Moses to take another step. Look, look, look in verse five. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go on before the people. I stuttered right there, but that wasn't on purpose. That's what I get. Lord, please don't give me a slow stuttering time. Take another step. Look at verse 5. What do we do about these people? Go on. Man, yeah. Listen to me. This is going to hurt. This is going to hurt some of y'all's feelings. You're going to have to leave people you love behind. Right. Right. Let God deal with them. Yep. Right. Look, look in verse 5. The Lord said unto Moses, go on before the people what's that mean the people are then go on take another step verse 4 Moses asked what he need to do verse 5 God tells him leave them go on what do we do what's the plan what plan do we submit to not only do you take another step number 2 take another skeptic or take another act of somebody having something to say look, look with me in verse 5 Take, he said, go on before the people, take with thee the elders of Israel. What's the significance of that? Well, these elders I ain't got time to preach it all. If you've got to look, and you know why God took, uh, told Moses to take them? As a witness. Can I tell you, they've been griping and grumbling the whole time. They, God just told Moses that water's fixing to come out of a rock. you think they believe it? They ain't believe nothing. They're skeptics. What do we do with their skeptics? Just bring them with you. But you've got to keep going on. Right, right. Take another step. Take another skeptic. Thirdly, take another stick. Look at verse 5. He said, And thy rod, wherewith thou smotest the river, take in thy hand and go. I don't know what God's given you for his glory, but whatever it is, take it. Yeah. Just go on. Next, what's the plan? What do we do? We submit. Take a shout and fit. Look at verse 6. Behold, I will stand before thee there upon the rock in Horeb. Hey, don't know about y'all, but ain't it good to know that these stones are behind you and the Savior's before you? Amen. Had something to shout over. The people that's cut you, that you love, they're behind you if you'll walk on God's before you this evening. Yeah. What do we do next? Take another swing. He said, wherewith thou smotest the river, take in thine hand and go. He said, behold, I'll stand before thee there upon the rock in Horeb, and thou shalt smite the rock. What do we do? Take another saucer. What do you mean now? You need to get this. Look in verse six. And there shall come water out of it that the people may drink. Another.